You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Friday, back at it again. We kind of had a podcast yesterday, but not really after, I don't know what the hell happened, to be honest with you all. The Wednesday show ended up being somehow locked on Mets, wasn't able to upload the correct audio, it was a weird thing with Megaphone, who hosts the show, of no clue what happened. Eventually got it fixed. I don't think you guys want to listen to Mets content whatsoever. So left that one up just for people who didn't get a chance to listen to it on Wednesday could listen on Thursday. If you haven't listened to it, go back. It's got the proper audio in there. We run through some of the best games for the Pelicans this upcoming season where we're all really, really excited. But today we're back at it again now with a couple of new topics here. We are going to talk about DeMarcus Cousins, the latest injury that he sustained. Also, the Pelicans rounding out their G League affiliate with a coaching staff. We'll break down who's been added, what they're bringing to the team, why it's all important, and a couple of other topics here in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So let's start with the G League affiliate. We know the Pelicans are now in control of the Erie Bayhawks. Basically, it's an expansion franchise that has the same name, but I guess is losing the coaching staff and the players as they all went and moved over to now be the affiliate of the Atlanta Hawks. So they moved somewhere closer there. They just, I guess, kept the basic infrastructure in place in Erie. It's a little bit confusing, but more or less think of it as an expansion franchise. Well, that means you need to put in a bunch of players, and we've seen the Pelicans sign some people to Exhibit 10 deals. Exhibit 10 contracts are basically contracts that get you to stick with the G League team should you be cut by the NBA club, where if after a period of time, uh, which could vary, I guess, you get a bonus, usually around $50,000 or so, just for playing with that G League affiliate. Very cool way to keep some guys in your organization that maybe you're somewhat high on, but don't want to offer a two way deal to, or maybe just got to wait and see a little bit before you kind of give them that sort of thing. So we've seen the Pelicans kind of fill this out a little bit with Exhibit 10 deals with two-way contracts uh, for the guys that they have already, and now they're rounding out the coaching staff. And this was reported a little while back by Two Ways 10 Days, which is a blog that covers the G League. But Ryan Pannoni has been named now officially the Erie Bayhawks head coach. Pannoni's got an extensive international background, and this is actually his second stint with the Erie Bayhawks. Last season, he was with uh, the Israeli Cub. Uh, I'm going to probably uh, butcher Hapoel Jerusalem during last season. He's the advanced scout and video coordinator for the Angola men's national basketball team. 
He also served as the head coach of BC Providza in Slovakia during the 2017-2018 season and was an assistant coach in Korea with the LG Lakers from 2015 to 2017, in Germany with the Hanau White Wings from 2015 to 2016, and then in China um, with the Long Lions in the 2012-2013 season. And then during 2014-2015, he was an assistant coach with the Erie Bayhawks. He also worked with the Pelicans on the Summer League team in Vegas most recently. This is a guy who in multiple interviews throughout different places, um, particularly internationally, talks about player development. That's kind of his big thing. And well, for the G League, that makes a lot of sense to hire a guy that really focuses on that. And this is a guy who's going to be aligned with New Orleans. He's basically part of the coaching staff that's going to be running a very similar system to Alvin Gentry and probably communicating back and forth with New Orleans, even though he's all the way out in Erie, that, hey, yeah, this is what you want us to do with these guys? Okay, we'll go ahead and do that. So very cool to see the alignment here between the uh, parent club in the Pelicans and the Erie Bayhawks. A couple of other names uh, announced for the G League affiliate as well. You're going to recognize the first one, and that is Gravis Vasquez, who formerly played for the New Orleans Hornets during that time. I think I've told the story on the Twitch show that we did, how I met him at the Chipotle out in Harahan. Really nice dude who started, who played like a hundred. I have the numbers here. Let's see. Um, no, I don't. They're somewhere. But he played something like 144 games for New Orleans over two seasons, started the majority of them, led the league in total assists at one point, and was right in the running for most improved player. This is a guy who had a lot of leadership on the club. He's uh, played seven years in the NBA, split between Memphis, New Orleans, Sacramento, Toronto, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn, averaged nine points, 4.8 assists, and 2.5 rebounds in just under 24 minutes per game. He recently served as an assistant coach for the Pelicans Summer League team. He also is a member of, or was a member of the Venezuelan national team as well. He played a 400 and, uh, 401 career regular season games in the NBA, played at Maryland before that. So this is a guy who's also well-traveled, well-thought of around the league, and who's also got that kind of international experience, something the Pelicans wanted to add. Good for this guy who's a former NBA player for grinding it out in the G League in what has got to be a very, unglamorous lifestyle. Some of the other names, two more announced uh, to be a part of the Erie Bayhawks coaching staff. This one is very cool. Mary Andrade, who joins the Erie Bayhawks after being an assistant coach for the University of San Diego women's basketball team. This is actually a woman assistant coach that the team has added. She's originally from Portugal and began coaching after playing in the WNBA, 10 seasons in the WNBA in Europe, starting in 1999. She was the 23rd overall pick after playing four years at Old Dominion. She played in Cleveland from 99 to 2002, one season with the Charlotte Sting in 2004, and then her international career spans multiple stops in Italy, one to 12 and again during the 14-15 season and she played in Portugal as well very cool to get a woman on the bench you're seeing that become uh, much more common in the NBA particularly this past season than ever before it's cool to get an influx of just 
new blood, new people, new more diversity to the league in terms of gender. Very cool to see the Pelicans be part of that. And then finally, the last one that was announced, TJ Saint is going to be an assistant coach on the staff for the Erie Bayhawks as well. He's joining after being the director of basketball strategy for the University of Georgia men's team during the 2018-2019 season. He was previously the video coordinator for the Detroit Pistons from 2014 to 2018, and he held player development responsibilities as well. And he was big in terms of the scouting process for the draft, pre-draft workouts, and doing workouts with free agents and a couple of other things. And he was... Uh, with the Pistons Summer League teams as well. So very cool to see some new names, a lot of just diversity and different skill sets, but all kind of with an eye maybe on player development for this Pelicans Erie Bayhawks G League affiliate now. They clearly see the value in the G League and what they want to do with that. Very cool to see the team investing in this. These guys, at least Vasquez and probably Pannoni, is going to be expensive for a G League coach and assistant coach. So even more uh, evidence that this is not the Pelicans of old, that they are investing in the infrastructure that it takes to field, you know, a successful and almost modern day NBA club. So support for today's edition of Locked On Pelicans comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen him on Shark Tank in the Men's Journal and named to Lawnmower 2.0 as one of the best tools in men's grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. That's LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. So we've got some news, unfortunate news, about DeMarcus Cousins, formerly of the Pelicans, most recently with the Golden State Warriors, now a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. Of course, we know him, Boogie, here in his time, Boogie in the Brow, the year and a half that he spent in New Orleans before ultimately tearing the ACL in his left ankle on a hustle play of all of the things when he was having maybe some of the best uh, best play of his career over that stretch. He and Anthony Davis were clicking. The Pelicans had just won something like 10 straight, and that was the final game, and were marching towards the playoffs, and things looked good. And it was an unfortunate freak thing that happened, and it kind of derailed his career. New Orleans offered him two years, $20 million, a season 40 total. He decided not to take it. He would have gotten a max deal otherwise. And, well, the rest is history, as they say. Signed a one-year deal for the taxpayer mid-level exception last season with the Golden State Warriors. Only played 30 games for them. Um, I can't remember if that totals, including the playoffs or not. And, you know, then into the playoffs, tore his left quad. Kind of a freak thing as well. And now he suffered a third serious leg injury to that same left leg during workouts in Las Vegas. He apparently bumped knees with another guy and tore the ACL in his left knee. So a little bit rough if you're DeMarcus Cousins. This is something that, you know, after working his way back, just it, it sucks. Look, there's no other way to say it. I know a lot of people in New Orleans don't think very highly of him after maybe kind of the way he left on less than great terms, but it's also a business for this guy. If he didn't want to take New Orleans deal, that's okay. 
you know, if you want to take less to go with the Warriors and then still not win a title, it's okay. We all thought he was going to get one. Um, and it took Kawhi Leonard just being superhuman, it seems like, to basically prevent them from getting that. But overall, this is just a very sad thing. There's no timetable for him to return, probably surgery, I would assume, and other things. And so we'll see how this goes. Puts a damper on it. Look, as much as you might hate Anthony Davis, dislike DeMarcus Cousins, let's say. I don't know if hate's the right word. That team was going to be kind of intriguing out there in L.A. because the best of DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis started to look pretty good during that one stretch they had where they beat the Houston Rockets with Chris Paul, Clint Capella, and James Harden had not lost a game until that one. Sucks to see. You never want someone to get hurt. You never want to root for it. It is kind of what it is, unfortunately. It's just a shame to see. The league's better when there's more star power out there, and now it's just been a little bit dimmer. He's not going to retire. He's going to try and work his way back from injury. He's getting paid $3.5 million this year, so he's okay. But this is a guy who is in line to get the Supermax with the Sacramento Kings, who said they were going to give it to him, and then out of nowhere traded him to New Orleans. So it all came as a surprise. And due to some things outside of his control, uh, he lost, I don't want to say lost a lot of money. He didn't end up getting the money that he wanted, which just really sucks. There's no other way about it. It's a sad thing to hear. Hurts the Lakers' chances, I guess, this season. Doesn't really impact the Pelicans much other than the games they'll play because the Pelicans don't own their future first-round pick for this coming season. It's years in the future when they likely weren't going to have DeMarcus Cousins anyway. So no real material impact on New Orleans, but sucks for DeMarcus Cousins. He's a fun guy to watch when he's playing his best. He had a really game two, uh, good game two of the NBA Finals. So we'll see where he goes from here. Hopefully we see him out on the court this season. So wrapping up today's edition of Locked on Pelicans, I want to talk about something that is pretty important and very cool to see the NBA almost at the forefront of, and that's mental health when it comes to players. The NBA is ramping that up this coming year uh, where every team is going to be required to have, quote, one to two, end quote, licensed mental health professionals available to players basically at all times, plus access to a licensed psychiatrist who would assist in managing other issues for these guys. There also needs to be a written plan in place to guide responses for any players having mental health crises or issues and let players know what they will do to protect their privacy around the matter. Obviously, there's a stigma associated with it and the players who are kind of these high profile people who are expected to be very strong and tough, right? That's what we think of athletes or or hold them to are going to want their privacy kind of respected during this. This comes after a couple years now of this really being more spoken about in NBA circles, starting with DeMar DeRozan, who spoke about his depression and anxiety. Kevin Love, um, a year or so ago, wrote in the Players' Tribune about having a panic attack while a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers during a game and what that kind of did to him and just the pressures of being an NBA player. We've seen a lot recently that guys who can go and get their mental health taken care of tend to be 
be productive players, and it's really important and an important aspect of being an NBA player. Jalil Okafor here of the Pelicans has spoken about how his career was almost over, and then he spent a lot of time getting right mentally, getting the help and care that he needed, whatever that was, and it's kind of led to a resurgence, and we're expecting him to play significant minutes for the team this upcoming year after successfully getting back into the league and latching on with the team last season. So very cool to see that this is now going to be mandated league-wide with all teams to help these guys. David Stern at the, not David Stern, sorry, Adam Silver at the Sloan Conference with uh, with MIT over the past year mentioned that a lot of NBA players are unhappy, incredibly, incredibly unhappy, and it kind of surprised him. I think you kind of can see this. It is not necessarily being f- so much fun being in the microscope and making millions upon millions of dollars, sometimes an exorbitant amount of money, doesn't make that better. And it doesn't mean you can handle this any better necessarily. So very cool to see the league ramping all of this up. I mean, look at some of a guy like Kevin Durant, multiple NBA, cha- multiple time NBA champion, max contract kind of guy. And he had a burner account to respond to stupid critics on Twitter. Shows that these guys are unhappy and they struggle with a lot of the same things that everybody else does and having millions of dollars doesn't make it any easier or better or just allow you to handle it more so or that you should have to handle it more so because you get paid that amount of money. So getting these mental health professionals, whatever it might be, licensed mental health professionals, I think is a great thing just to be as a resource. NBA teams are making money hand over fist. The Nets are worth $2.35 billion right now. So overall, very good move. Only going to lead to better results for NBA players. You know, it should hit a little bit closer to home here in New Orleans with Jaleel Okafor. So love seeing the NBA do this. Nice to see them at the forefront of this and continuing to listen to their players and help the players with what they want. I think that's an underrated aspect, maybe compared to other leagues. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Sorry with the audio snafu uh, the other day. It is there now if you want to go and listen to that podcast. The right audio is uploaded. I recommend it. We had fun talking about the schedule. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all next week.